Isaiah 49 verse 15. And I want to preach a Mother's Day sermon this morning. So I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, all the grandmothers this morning. God bless you. Thank you so much uh, for all that you do. And uh, amen. So Isaiah 49 verse 15. You know, I, I witnessed uh, the birth of all my three children. And I can say, you know, nothing in the natural world is far more impactful than a birth of your own child. Uh, after Layla was born, I, I looked at every mother differently. You know, I was like, man, God bless you, and God bless you, and you as well. I take my hat off to you. Everything changes. You know, being a mom, I was like, man, being a mom, you know, seeing moms and what they go through impacted my life. And there's a quote, birth is a bittersweet event, a place where heaven and earth collide in a perplexing clash of hopes, dreams, facts, fears, questions, and expectations. You know, every aspect of motherhood is considered in the Bible from conception to pregnancy to plan of childbirth, nursing, uh, nurturing and upbringing. Everything is considered in the Bible. And God deliberately used a human mother to bring his son into the world. I mean, God could have sent Jesus down on the golden cradle, sent down with amazing angels coming down into a royal palace Lands in the midst of kings, royalty, prestige. God goes, no, I'm not doing that. God bestows on motherhood the greatest honor. I mean, think about that, moms, this morning. God decides to use motherhood to, to be now begin to bring forth the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the, the one who is able to now begin to forgive the world of all sins. Decides to use that on a mother. So number one, if you're taking note, a mother's protection. Many years ago, a young mother was making her way across the hills of South Wales in England, carrying her tiny baby in her arms when she was overtaken by a blinding blizzard, a snowstorm. She never reached her destination, and when the blizzard had subsided, her body was found by searches beneath a mound of snow. But they discovered that before her death, she had taken off all her outer clothing and wrapped it about her baby. When they unwrapped the child, to their great surprise and joy, they found he was, still, uh, he was alive and well. She had mounded her body over his and given her life for her child, proving the depths of her mother's love. Years later, that child, David Lloyd George, grown to manhood, became Prime Minister of Great Britain and without doubt is known as one of England's greatest statesmen. You know, there is an overwhelming quality of a mother, and that is the protection of the child. It's instinctive for a mother to protect. I mean, men don't understand this. Men have no clue when it comes to protecting children. It's instinctive. God gave it inside every mother, every woman, this quality to protect their child. Our text, Isaiah 49 verse 15 says, Can a woman forget her nursing child? And not have compassion on the son of her womb. It's giving us this thought right here of God's heart. Can a woman forget the nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? And you know, we find this true. We're talking about the protection of a mother. We find this true in the Bible. The Egyptian midwives who, you know, this wonderful story of Moses and his mother, Jacobet, sending Moses down the streams of Egypt happens to now go into Pharaoh's 
presence and the motherly instinct in Pharaoh in her heart was to protect a Hebrew child. Exodus chapter 2 verse 6. Exodus 2 6 says this, And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. And so she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. I mean, we know the story. This happens to be Moses. But you think about the natural mother was willing to save and protect her child sends him down the river. God directs the channel. God begins to move the current of that river straight into the presence of Pharaoh's daughter and Moses' mother. I mean, you think about it. She was willing to give up her son for adoption in order that he may live. Powerful. A mother's protection brings purpose. If you're making note, when a woman ignores this natural instinct to protect, she is denying who she has been created to be. And I'm talking this morning that most preachers might not touch on this morning about abortion because it gives us spiritual insight when it comes to this issue. Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, wanting to kill the babies of that time is a picture of the devil who is the ruler of this world wanting to kill every single baby. The spirit of adoption running through the world, rampant through the world, that's been promoted through uh, the world that's been even uh, you know what promoted through leaders of the world illustrating what the bible is saying is true you know there's a story where two mothers in the bible uh, in first kings these two mothers came to solomon one of the babies had died and the other one was living so the other decides to switch babies now they bring this conflict, this dispute to King Solomon. And they're like saying, no, the baby's mine. This living baby's mine. And the mother of the dead child denies her motherly instinct to protect it. And the mother of the living child wanted the other woman to keep it. Listen to the story, 1 Kings 3.26. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king. For she yearned with compassion for her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, let him be, neither mine nor yours, but divide him. So the king answered and said, give the first woman the living child and by no means kill him. She is his mother. You see, the birth mother was willing to give up her child for adoption to offer her baby a chance in life. And there are so many mothers here this morning. You're willing to sacrifice your life. Mom's here and grandmother's here this morning to send uh, your kids with the best opportunity ever that you want them to grow up and live a, a life that you never lived and so you provide for them you go to work nine to five you go to work and you save up your money for food you save up your money for a good education for your kids this is instinctively given in you mothers wanting to protect your child so let's talk about secondly a mother's influence you see it's the mothers who make the immutable impact on the child's life it really does come down to it a mother plays the critical role in this impartation in the formative years of a child's life it comes and it rests upon the mother you know john quincy adams was an american statesman back in the 1700s he was a diplomat he was an ambassador uh, to the foreign nations but he listened to what he said all that i am my mother made me the influence of a mother's life. There's a quote that says this, Wise mothers will always keep 
in mind that they are the first book to read and the last put aside in every child's library. You see, mothers here this morning, you have an influence like that is unmatched, that is unparalleled. Your influence that you have on your kids is so important and so critical. What you speak, how you act, the things that you do has a lasting impact on your child. Dr. James Dobson, for a number of years, this is what he said. For a number of years, I was involved in a local prison ministry. A few times a month, I would help lead a Bible study. And I can't tell you how many times I was told by an inmate that he was at the Bible study because his mother encouraged him to attend. Sadly to say, I can count on one hand how many times that was said about a father. I'm doing a study on this, on the mothers, and Dr. Dobson is one of the greatest uh, preachers, one of the greatest research when it comes to family. I want to echo his words. Listen to Dr. Dobson for just a minute. Mums, you are indispensable. God has given you a heart for your kids that is unparalleled. While there is always an exception, mums have a relentless love for the children that knows no end. Men on average may be stronger physically than most women, yet when it comes to emotional strength and love for the kids, moms totally rule. There are a few guys out there that can bench press 350 pounds, yet almost every mom out there can bench over 400 in emotional love pounds when it comes to their kids. If you're a dad like me, this shouldn't threaten us at all. It should humble us greatly and make us want to be better husbands and better fathers. This is Dr. Dobson. I mean, it's so true. When it comes to you mothers out there, never, never forget the impact that you make on your child's life. There are moms here this morning. You know what? You could think of countless stories where you decided to sacrifice and allow your kids you know, to go ahead. And you know what? You illustrate the Bible in so many ways. The Bible is filled with many accounts when it comes to a mother's influence. Think about Timothy for a second. Timothy, this young pastor, a disciple of Paul, had great impact on his life, but it didn't come from Paul. This young man, this young preacher, had a wonderful ministry, but it didn't come from all the other things that he studied. It came from his grandmother, who was then instilled within his mother, and now is in him. It came from a woman. It came from a godly fearing mother. 2 Timothy 1 verse 5. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. A mother is the first link in God's chain in spiritual seeding of faith in God. I'll say that again. Listen. A mother is the first link in God's chain in spiritual seeding of faith in God. I think about my own life when it comes to my own grandma. There was times in Papua New Guinea when mom and dad would fight, have arguments. My brother and I would run away and go to grandma's house. She was a full-blown Christian. I remember going to the house, small house, walk up the stairs on stilts, and here they are sitting on the balcony. I remember here she is, she'd come and she'd pray for me come and share the word of God. I'd see her sitting down on the balcony, just sitting there by herself, reading the word, look up at me and starts praying for me. 
I count that, you know what, the seeds that were planted, you know what, because of my grandmother. I knew that, you know, tracing it back, some of the things that, were, that are in me today, back in my grandmother. I'm thinking about the many times when my grandmother would, you know, allow us to stay at her house. Would allow us to, you know, take in my mom and take in our ki- our family all together in this small little house. Uh, a, a love that, you know what? Oh, you know what? Push just love us. A mother is the first link in God's chain in spiritual seeding of faith in God. Listen, mom, here this morning. Don't neglect your role as a godly woman. Instill the word of God with your children and your grandchildren. You have an influence that is able to now direct them in God's purpose and plan. I mean, you think about Moses, you know, Pharaoh's daughter in this story calls for for Moses' mother. Moses' mother comes in and becomes the nanny to take care of him. This is insane how God orchestrates it. Takes care of her own son and imparts an identity in him of the Jewish people. Many years later, his mother's impartation came to fruition. This is powerful. Moses delivers his own people. Moses is raised up now, delivers his own people from slavery, all because of a mother's protection and influence. I mean, no successful godly children comes at a cost. But the cost of raising godly children, only few parents are willing to pay. You know, few parents are willing to pay the price to decide to be godly. You know, there's effort in raising children. It involves heartache and it involves heartbreak. Come on now, it involves uh, trialing times where you're just like, man, God, are you even in this? God, are you even working on my behalf? Barbara Johnson said this, "If if it was going to be easy to raise kids, it never would have started with something called labor. Sometimes there can be little or no evidence when it comes to spiritual success. But listen to Acts chapter 7, verse 20. It says this, At this time Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God. He was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. And so ultimately, Moses makes his own decision. In his adult years, Moses held to his Hebrew roots with high regard. Listen to Hebrews eleven twenty four. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I mean, Moses now growing up and says, man, I don't want to be a part of this culture. I want to be a part of what my mother believed in. And I, I'm, I'm thinking about this story. I said, man, there's hope for every one of us here today. That when you decide to say, hey, listen, I'm going to instill this now within my child at a very young age. I can guarantee you this, that God begins to plant that seed. And is now begin to, uh, through years where, where he did go into Pharaoh's house. And then he grows up and he decides not to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter now. He's like, man, I don't want to be a part of this world. I don't want to be a part of what my, even my friends are doing, what everyone else is doing. I'm going to live according to the God of my mom. Hebrews 11 verse 27 By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him, talking about God, who is invisible. I mean, it's amazing. I think about this story, it's like, wow, you know what? That how many years that was between impartation and manifestation, where this impartation of faith begins at a young age and all throughout his life comes this manifestation where he's now being raised up to deliver the people of Israel. You see, moms, it's going to take hard work. 
You see, mothers, it's going to take patience. It's going to take a lot of tears. But listen, your example to your children is so important. Your example, your conduct, your words plays a vital role in influencing your kids. 1 Timothy 4 verse 12. Let no one despise your youth. It might even be your youth as a Christian, talking about this young faith that you have. But be an example. Everyone say example. Be an example to the believers. That could be translated, be an example to your children. In word. Write that down. Word, conduct, love, spirit, faith, purity. I mean, all these things here. Moms, you got to have a conviction about this. Say, hey, we're not going to drink alcohol in this house. Hey, we're not going to get involved with drugs in our house. Come on, can I preach this morning? Pastor Prane preached an outstanding sermon on the last night of conference called Connecting the Dots. Connecting the Dots. He gave the example of, of a mother. Every time she would come to church, she'd want to come to church, and then all of a sudden her kids would get sick. Call her pastor, pastor, I really want to be there at church this morning, but my kids are sick. My kids are sick. Happens, you know, regularly. And so the pastor decides to think, wait a minute, I'm going to, starts making connections, starts connecting the dots, goes to her and says, hey, who you been talking to? She's like, oh, I'm just talking with, you know, so-and-so. I've only been talking. And so he's like, that's the one who left the church, right? Yeah, 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 that's the one. And he says, he goes, she's been speaking bad about the church, hasn't she? Yes. Decides and say, the pastor challenges her and says, listen, are you going to allow this toxic relationship to affect your faith where now you won't allow your kids to come to church? She says, yep, I don't want that to happen. She cuts off this toxic relationship pastor prays for her instantly delivers the children are healed and they come to church and now children are raised up being disciples in church i mean it's connecting the dots and i'm thinking you know what could it be said of you this morning that you got to connect the dots and think man through my life through my my mother's life what are the dots here that i need to connect i see alcohol i see divorce i see connect the dots do you want that in your life do you want that in your kids life Come on, you, your moms and grandmothers going to be like, okay, I'm connecting the dots. I don't want this to affect my children. I've got to have a conviction about this. No alcohol, no pornography, no, none of this in my house. I want my kids to grow up and begin to be successful and godly. But it comes at a cost. Are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to pay the price that says, you know what, that might not even go against the grain when you meet up with other parents and be like, oh, how come, yeah. It's like, no, 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 I want my kids to be godly. Come on, it takes a godly mom, it takes a godly mother and grandmother to say, I'm going to be this kind of woman in these last days that have some solid convictions. Because it's easy to do all that things in the world. Are you connecting the dots in your family this morning? Many families here, even in this place, you've inherited curses that run through generations. I mean, it's running through your generation and you don't even see, you don't even connecting the dots. There's people here this morning, man. You know what? Man, it's like you're struggling in these areas. And the Holy Spirit is revealing it to you right now. It might not even be alcohol. It might be, but there's things in your life that's like, man, it's, it's like holding you back. There's no breakthrough in your life. There's nothing in your life. And you see it through your family. You be the one and stop it. The blood of Jesus Christ breaks every chain. The blood of Jesus Christ breaks every addiction. But listen, it comes to you. Are you going to open the door now back into your old life? Back in it. Oh, it's only just a few drinks. Yes. Oh, it's only a few drinks, but it's going to cost your children. It's going to cost them your, their destiny, their future. Are you willing to pay the price this morning? 
Raising godly children comes at a cost. It comes at a personal sacrifice because, listen, one day your child is going to grow up and they're going to make their own choice. And it's going to be dependent and influenced by your actions on how you, how you receive this word, how you applied God's word in your life, which influenced them. What you taught them, both word and example, will prove to be the beneficial evidence or not. Proverbs 26, uh, 22 verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. What a promise. Can every mother, can every dad in the room, every family, you ought to put this up on your fridge. You ought to put this up on the back of your toilet. You have to put this up, you know what, in your car. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, talking about maturity, he will not depart from it. Testimony. I mean, Timothy, this testimony of this value of a positive Christian training that began in the home. Don't depend on the church. Thank God for the church. Thanks God for, you know what, Sunday school teaches. But can I tell you, don't depend on Sunday school. Depend on yourself, uh, upon the Word of God for yourself. Come on, you got to get in the Word of God. you got to allow this thing, uh, the Spirit of God, to get in you. Develop a prayer life. Develop this uh, godly discipline of reading the Word of God. That You know what, now it's breeding the appetite for your kids. They want to be like you. I wonder how many kids here this morning want to be like you. I just want to be like my mom. I just want to be like my mom. So let's close with the next generation. The thought of the next generation, because, you know, there's got to be a passing of the baton. This is God's pattern in every dimension of his kingdom, that people will pass down the gospel message, the gospel seed. There is a pattern that God wants for your life, a dimension in his kingdom. 2 Timothy 2 verse 2 says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. It's this principle where now you've received that now you begin to give. Reproducing reproduces. This has been the theme throughout the conference. That you know what? When it comes to making disciples, we need to reproduce reproduces. That it doesn't just stop at the pulpit. Good preaching, pastor. And people go out and leave. And the church just stays at the same point. We need to reproduce, reproduce as where disciples begin to disciple people, where families begin to disciple their own kids and begin to grow, uh, their children grow up. And then when they have their own kids, they're passing it down generation to generation. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 9. Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Teach them to your children and your grandchildren. Grandmothers, mothers, your influence continues on with a profound impact. Whether they're still living or have died, they're still with us today. Their influence lives on today. A grandmother, a mother, I mean a grandmother is the living link between three successive generations. Can I do one simple thing? Can I get all the mothers and all the grandmothers to stand this morning? Just stand on your feet today. Moms, grandmothers, stand to your feet this morning. Amen. Look around, look around, you guys. See, have a look at the mothers and look at all the grandmothers here this morning. Amen. 
You know, every great historical figure was born and was influenced somehow by a mother. Amen. You can take your seats. Why don't we thank our grandmothers and mothers this morning. Thank you so much, ladies. So that's why they are to be honored. You know, I think of every historical figure that was born that was influenced by, you know, somehow by a mother. I think of Beethoven, a wonderful musician. I think of Babe Ruth, a sporting star, Winston Churchill, Wright Brothers, Einstein, Picasso, Napoleon. I mean, I'm just putting a few that mentions their mother. I think of Mandela, Henry, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison. These men, you know, history, now growing up, credit their success to their mothers, to their own grandmother. Exodus 20, 22, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Moms, grandmothers, I want to encourage you, I want to urge you, strive to bring up your children in the Lord. Strive to bring, bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You know what? You play a vital role in your children's life. I want to close this morning because through Jochebed's motherly instinct, Moses becomes this godly man. And this is what you and I need to aim for, and that is longevity, passing on of the baton of the gospel, generation to generation. The fruit is bigger than the seed. Think about that this morning. Through Jochebed's uh, motherly faith, secured the destiny of God in Moses. And through divine intervention, she became a son's nanny in the enemy's palace. Moses went on, became the great deliverer of the nation of Israel. He became one of the greatest national leaders, legislators the world has ever known. He also wrote the first five books of the Old Testament. All this history began with one committed godly mother. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Mothers, continue in the faith. Pass on the baton of the gospel to your children and your children's children. Starts with one committed godly mother. I want to honor you today, mothers, grandmothers here this morning. God bless you. I want to give an invitation this morning. You're here in this place. God loves you. God loves you so much. My friend, you're here this morning and you're not saved. Your heart's not right with God. You know you wouldn't make heaven your home. You're here this morning. God loves you, but you're not right with God. You know you're away from Him this morning. Backslider, unsaved. You're here this morning. You want to give your life to Christ. You want forgiveness of your sins. I want you to do one simple thing. I want you to raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved, but I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. Unsaved or backslider, lift it up, lift it up. No one is looking around. This is just between you and God. You're not right with God this morning. I want to tell you God loves you. God sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross to take your sins and my sins upon Himself that we may have eternal life. You're here this morning. You know you're not right with the Lord. God loves you. You lift it up. Say, yep, pastor, that's me. I'm not saved. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? You're not saved. I see this hand. Anyone else? You lift your hand. Say, yep, that's me. Pastor, I'm not saved. I'm not right. Backslider here this morning. You're not saved. Lift it up. Lift up your hand and say, yes, that's me. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? Lift it up today. You're not saved. You're not right with God. Lift up your hand and say, yes, pray for me. I need Jesus. I need Christ. I see these hands. Anyone else? You're a backslider. You're, you're not saved. You want to be forgiven. 
Lift up your hand and say, yes, that's me. Why don't you break those inherited curses this morning? Say, you know what? I'm going to start today. I'm going to be saved. I want to get saved. If that's you, you're maybe your mother here this morning. You're, you're not saved. Why don't you start and be the godly mother and start today. Get saved. Give your heart to Jesus. Let Him change you. Give him, give, let Him give you a new life. And let Him influence your life for your children. If that's you this morning, you raise your hand. Say, yes, that's me. I see that hand. Anyone else? God bless you. I see that hand. You're a mom here this morning. You want to give your life to Christ. You're a grandmother as well. I see this hand. God bless you. Thank you for being honest. Hands are going up. Anyone else? You lift your hand and say, yes, that's me. Pastor, pray for me as well. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be the godly mother. I want to be a godly influence. Amen. My brother and my sisters here, you raise your hand. Come, come to the front. Come, come. I'm just going to pray with you right now. Come, come. Come out of your seat. It's going to pray at this altar right here. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Just stand at this altar and I want you to just repeat this prayer. I believe God's going to do something new and do a new season. You know, just believe God for a new season in your life. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away and all things become new. So I want you to pray this prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I'm asking that you forgive me. Wash me. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you offer grace. I'm asking that you would give me a new heart, a new life to be a disciple of you. Today, I make you my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just lift up your hands at this altar. I'm just going to pray for you right now. God, I just pray the blood of Jesus Christ right now seal every work. God, I thank you, Lord God, for the honesty. I thank you, Lord God, for a new beginning. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you've started, Lord God, in my sister's life. I pray, God, for new...